Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford Issues powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. Their pro-solar program is committed to educating members on the process and helping them achieve their renewable energy goals. You can learn more about pro-solar and get a free consultation. That's mte.com slash prosolar. We've got State Representative uh, Mike Sparks in and um, has graciously brought in a, a beautiful young, young lady she's, to uh, talk to us about the fish fry. She's beautiful inside, aren't you, Judy? Well, she, that's she what really counts, is. isn't it? She, she really is. I'm, no, she's going to talk fish fry, and I'm... Um, and I think we've got Mark Brassfield with owner of the Safe House going to talk about our gun safe legislation real quick. He's about to call in. But Judy King, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, you might pull that microphone a little bit closer to you there. So a lot to talk about. I guess, Mike, uh, we've got special session. When does that start? August 21st. August 21st. Um, what are you going to talk about? Well, you know, the been a lot of controversy with red flag laws, that sort of thing. Um uh, I'll be speaking with uh, Tennessee Firearms next Tuesday night. They asked me to come in and speak. Um, I know the governor wants to address mental health, which is a serious uh, threat to public safety. I was at a week care event of the day at St. At, uh, St. Thomas Ascension in Murfreesboro. and appreciate Sarah Murphy and Jolie uh, uh, Shipley with what they do and the, the doctors and physicians over there that care about the, the drug problem. But I asked them, if, if this is an epidemic, what we're seeing with mental health and addiction, they said yes. And a guy showed me a statistic. Um, we had about 100 and I think it was 109 overdoses last year. And this thing seems to be rising. Ironically, I was doing an interview uh, for Marsha Blackburn. Uh, I told the they wanted to do a little endorsement. So I was out in front of the hospital and I got to share that. So hopefully Senator uh, Blackburn will see it. I know she's been fighting some of this uh, open border that we have where a lot of these fentanyl and other drugs are coming across the border and just inundating our youth. Um, I met with the governor last month about my psych bed bill, House Bill 827, and then my safe storage of firearms bill, which we ran two years in a row as a temporary sales tax cut. This year, what we're wanting to do, I'm hoping the governor will make it a permanent sales tax cut to invest in gun safes, gun safety devices, we're seeing a, a, a rise, what I'll call epidemic, of, uh, of stolen firearms um, in our communities, in Nashville, in Memphis, and other areas. But um, I know it works because Mark Brassfield, the owner of the Safe House, testified before finance, before our committees. And I think, um, I think you got Mark on the line now. Yeah. Mark's here with us. And um, Mark, uh, I know that when that legislation was allowed to kind of uh, – uh, go to sleep, go away, whatever you yes. want to call it. Yes. Uh, that uh, maybe not such the brightest move, but uh, regardless, uh, w- what has been the reaction from folks that you've seen come into your store to that? That it's not uh, no longer a tax law. Mark? The, the, well, it's kind of funny when when this was all going on for the past two years, and there, uh, you know, gun safe for sales tax free. A lot of people came in and said, "I didn't know that it was sales tax free." Then it, it uh, sunsets, and, you know, it's no longer applicable, and everybody's coming in going, I wish I'd have got, you know, a safe when it was sales tax-free. <laughs> and it's, it's almost been a flip, I mean, where 
half the people came in before and said, hey, I didn't even know there was, you know, not any sales tax on gun safes. Now it seems like, you know, it's been talked about more. And, you know, people, I don't know what human nature, you know, why human nature is, but it's like, oh, I can't believe I missed that. So, I mean, you know, the demand is definitely still out there, and it definitely helped, you know, people afford to get a safe. Well, I guess and, that's what my question was going to be. Did, did you see that more people were utilizing that? Did you see that people were saying, you know, this is a great time to buy a gun safe now? And because that was the whole purpose of, of the law. Yeah, I'm well, and all I could really speak to is what it did to my sales and directly, you know, and I said about, you know, half of the people came in and said they didn't know about it, but the other half came in and said, hey, I came in to buy a safe because I heard about the sales tax thing, you know, and, and of course, I advertise a lot, so, you know, people come in and take advantages of specials plus the sales tax, you know, and I mean, I had a, a ton of customers come in and specifically buy a safe because of no sales tax. Now, you know, I'd have to admit, would they have come in even if it hadn't have been? Maybe. But, you know, it's definitely something that, you know, people take advantage of, and it can't, it doesn't hurt. And my biggest thing is how much it increased my sales. So yes. I, I'm a big believer in, you know, finding out where people are hearing about you and why they came in and stuff like that. So when someone came in to buy a safe, I'd ask them, hey, how'd you hear about us? You know, and they go, well, you know, I heard your ad about no sales tax on gun safes. So, you know, they specifically came in because of that. So, I mean, and I don't know what the other dealers in across Tennessee did, but I know it significantly increased, you know, my gun safe sales, and I sell all kinds of safes, but specifically gun safes, I mean, it, I mean, it was a huge, you know, benefit, let me put it that way. Sure. Mike, you got anything yes. there? Well, you know, in, in all fairness, because when I first called Mark, you know, I talk about strange coincidences, Godwink moments. I got asked to carry this piece of legislation. First thing I did was call John Harris, Tennessee Firearm Association. He knows these issues b better than pretty much any lawmaker. He said, Mike, we've been trying to pass that bill for about four years, and we've never been able to pass it. So I heard his commercials, Mark's commercials, and called Mark, and I said, um, man, what about this bill? And I don't know if Mark remembers, you, you were real critical. You're like, man, they've done a terrible job of trying to pass this bill. I said, well, you come up and testify. And he came up and spoke, and Bob Freeman, who's a Democrat, spoke up on it, and then Chris Todd, uh, Republican, strong conservative, strong Second Amendment guy, spoke up and we're able to pass it for two years in a row but we know it works it's an economic incentive um it may be a small tool in the toolbox but it is a tool that we know works mark is a as a living testament to that uh the last day that that sales tax incentive was going mark you were swamped if you remember i called you and you were just you were inundated you know so hopefully we get this passed hopefully you come up and testify again and hopefully we can get some of these stolen guns off the streets of Nashville, Memphis, and Murfreesboro, McManville, and everywhere else that seems to be, we're just inundated with a lot of juveniles committing crimes. And, you know, I told you, Mark, the other day, we had two two folks shot at on I-24 coming into Rutherford County. So, you know, we travel these roads. Judy King travels that road. Dalton, Brian's son, travels I-24. And um, this is a small step, but it is a step in the right direction. I appreciate your advocacy. 
No, and I, Mike, I appreciate you carrying this bill, and I, you know, I don't. I think without you, I don't. I don't think it would have happened. So I mean, I I do want to express my, you know, thanks for you, you know, stepping up and that. doing this, and you know, ho- hopefully we can get this going again and maybe make it permanent. You know, there's certain states that have permanent, you know, sex free on gun safe. So I'm hoping that we can do that. But if it's year to year, you know, I'll I'll take what I can get. Yes, <laughs> but yes. I mean, it's definitely helped, and I I mean, I've had customers come in and directly say that this has helped them afford, you know, to secure their guns, which I'm a big advocate. I mean, I grew up with guns, and I'm even if I wasn't in the safe business, I'm a big advocate of securing your, your guns. I think that's a responsibility as a gun owner, you know, to keep your guns out of people's hands they don't need to be in. Well, I, I think it, it what it does for people, it offers them an opportunity to save probably hundreds of dollars. It It's good for your business because you have more customers and uh, the the biggest thing that it does more gun safes in homes mean more secured firearms so it just kind of seems to make sense there so yes. yeah i agree mike i uh, appreciate you uh or mark rather appreciate you joining us i've got mike and mark here looks like we're yep. got all the books of the bible going here right. but uh appreciate it uh, <laughs> thank you mark thank you sir. no i uh, appreciate thanks We'll see. Uh, you mentioned, uh, I know we've got Judy, but you said red flag laws. And I, I think maybe some people are kind of maybe a bit unsure what that is. And, and w- what is a red flag well, law? Well, I think what people get worried about is if somebody says, you know, my, maybe they, their a husband and wife um, are going through a, a domestic situation. And the wife says he's suicidal or or you know homicidal or something and then they're they're going after him to 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 take his firearms away that's where folks get really nervous and and i understand that but i think by the same token like i'll be speaking at tennessee firearms next tuesday night golden crowd if folks want to come out there uh, you don't have to be a member of tennessee firearm association to to attend Uh, they were on the radio with me i think six weeks ago richard archie but that's where i think folks get get concerned about their constitutional right to be able to, to to protect themselves but i think the discussion needs to be out there there needs to be something with that with that that person that shot those kids at covenant school shoot that's covenant school shooting something should have been identified something should have been done to prevent that you know metro officers they've done a great job but it, it's gotten to where it's not a question of if there's going to be another school shooting, it's when there's going to be a school shooting. I was at Smyrna Primary School last week presenting a, a proclamation on their 60th anniversary where I went to school. Mayor Reed was there. Several councilmen were there and county commissioners. And I thought, could that happen at this school? You know, you see these young kids, these young faces, and kids are dealing with a lot of issues that we I wasn't dealing with at the, when I was a kid. I mean, we weren't dealing with all these mental health and what's your what's – your, he, she, pronouns, they. I mean, the confusion that kids are dealing with today is off the top. But um, but I know that it may not be a big deal to some people, but, but when I see people that are shot with stolen guns like that officer last month in Nashville, uh, I said on the radio, I bet he was shot with stolen gun. Come to find out he was shot with stolen gun. And that's what that guy was up here doing, was searching cars at the park and parking lots, looking for when you see these car break-ins, they're, look, they're not looking for change. They're looking for guns. Mm. And sadly, they're finding them. Well, um, special session. I'm sure it, there there's no certain amount of time for that either. It's until you get things done, I guess. I, you know, we had the one on education that I think was 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 fruitful. Um, I think we're going to be up there three days, maybe four. Um, but the discussion of mental health 
needs to be there. Like my psych bed bill, Senator Reeves and our psych bed bill. You know, we've got pushback on that. Tennessee hospitals have pushed back. But I know Tennessee hospitals need relief. The CEO told me that right before. Another strange coincidence is I was asked to carry this bill right after I left the hospital two months earlier. There, the ERs were full with mental health situations. Um, and he was asking for relief. He may not want me to share it live on the radio, but I'm sharing it because it's a serious issue um, that we're that we're seeing in our in our community, and you know that could be my wife shot at, that could be my new grandbaby mm-hmm. that shot at, and we've got to have. And I admire the governor; uh, he's a strong, caring person. Um, I hope we get things done. But here's the bottom line: we need to be praying for this nation, pray for this nation, all the laws. If we build another prison, it's $300 million to build a prison. Our prison budget has doubled since I was elected in 2010. It's doubled. Brian, I've never seen anybody advocate, man, we've got to reach these young people. We've got to turn it around. I've never seen that. But I'll tell you what I have seen, Brian. I've seen the gospel of Jesus Christ turn people's lives around. And you know what it costs taxpayers? Not a dime. But if we have to, if we continue on this path, one, this country is going to fall. Two, we're bankrupt. Three, if we build another prison, it's $300 million. Well, one thing that's interesting about this, there, there's already been some buildup, and uh, uh, there, there's lots of worry that this is going to turn into maybe a circus, as it did at the end of, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, during last session and all. Yeah. But at least, hopefully, if you can get the work done now, that that doesn't become, when you go back into session in January, regular session, yeah. it, it maybe all that part won't be there we had the tennessee three but watch the media watch the narrative not wgns watch your mainstream media they will try to create a certain narrative they've got an agenda if folks don't believe there's an agenda you call me on my cell phone five two five three one nine eight i've seen this agenda i've seen it i've seen it personally antifa was in front of my house four years ago are they going to tell that story no the media for the most part a lot of them want to create controversy they don't want healing Phil Williams not going to talk about healing. And, and I think you get it, Brian. You may not want to share it on the radio, but tell me what Phil Williams is doing that's healing the nation. What's he, has he ever talked about Christ? Has he ever talked about the, the work the churches are doing to help folks with addiction, battling mental health? No, because it does not fit the narrative. Well, let's kind of switch our narrative here. And uh, I'm going to turn Mike's microphone off, I think. I'm but uh, it's all right. It's all good. Judy King is here with us. Judy, you're with uh, First Bank, but most importantly, you're here to kind of talk to us about the Smyrna Rotary Fish Fry, and boy, we are less than a month away, right right at a month away from that, aren't we? Yeah, a little over five weeks. Um, This year is our 21st annual uh, anniversary, and uh, we are going to be honoring Operation Enduring Freedom veterans, and um, we don't have a lot of those veterans that have already registered. And so Mike asked, um, invited me here today to kind of get the word out and, and see if we can't get more uh, of those veterans in. Um, as, w- as you probably realize, the Operation Enduring Freedom was started after the 9-11 attacks uh, on the country. And um, those folks joined, enlisted after that uh, to go out and, and fight um a war uh, to secure our freedoms Mm -hmm. and uh, to make sure that we never see another 9-11. So we want to honor those folks. So we're talking about uh, folks who have been in Kuwait and Iraq and Afghanistan uh, after the uh, 2001 attacks. Yes. Um, And and 
maybe there are still some uh, that are still serving too, because sure. I mean that that's this has been um, a war that has continued, I guess. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so um, you're you're honoring those now. Let's talk about tickets and things of that nature. Um, how do you secure tickets to the fish fry? So you can purchase those online. You can actually pur- purchase them the date of. Uh, they are fifty dollars each, and um, you know we're s- still taking sponsorships, different levels of sponsorships. Uh, we're going to have a great uh, turnout this year, um, as you know. Previously, we've we have raised almost just shy of two million dollars in the 21 years that we have actually been able to give out to the nonprofits in the, in this community so I, i'm really proud of the heritage that our rotary club has in um in what we do and um how effective we are at giving giving back to the community i would assume that that is probably i mean the fish fry is great and a lot of fun but um one of the one of the bigger parts of this whole thing that has to be just as exciting or maybe more exciting is when you get to present those checks to the nonprofits. It is absolutely. Last year, uh, we raised just a little over two hundred two thousand um, dollars with a fish fry, and we gave out um, over one hundred forty nine thousand dollars in uh, grant applicants. Um, we have a process set up where. Uh, a nonprofit can go online and apply for a grant, um, and then we have a process uh, to go through. Uh, and then, usually about October, we start giving out checks, and and that is a great, great feeling. Well, you've mentioned over two million, and in in those years, there are two big projects that come to mind: the um, Boys and Girls Club Smyrna yes. uh, campus and the. Uh, the all-inclusive playground. I mean, the, yes. those are some pretty big projects that without the Rotary's help and without the help of people coming to this event, um, you wouldn't. Th- those would be things that probably aren't there. Absolutely. Um, something that Mike was talking about, um, I heard the word hope. Um, and every year, uh, Rotary International, um, you know, there, there's always a focus. Uh, this year, the focus is on hope. And, uh, you know, we can hope for a lot of things, um, but like Mike said, and, and you know, Rotary is not a denominational, not a, a religious organization or, or whatever, but it's made up of some really good, strong, faith-founded folks, and um, and giving back hope um, is what we do, mm-hmm. and I'm glad to be a part of that. The Smyrna Rotary Fish Fry is going to be on September 9th, uh, wingsandfreedomfishfry.org. It's www www.wofsmyrna.com yeah yes and uh, just if you do a google search you'll be able to find it uh, judy king joining us today state representative mike sparks here on rutherford issues